chart, Hank said. Looks like a deadhead to me. The packer veered to port and passed whatever it was in the water. Joe went out and looked at it. Orange Mustang suit, looks like. Floating all by itself. Hank went out on deck and looked over. There's a head there, with hands and feet sticking out. There's, there's a body in that Mustang suit. We're going to have to pick it up. He rushed back to the wheelhouse and put the gears in neutral. Both the men hung over the side with boat hooks, trying to reach the body in the water. Eventually, Hank hooked it and pulled it toward the packer. How are we going to get him out? Joe asked. Gotta lower the hoist with one of those tubs for the salmon on it, Hank said. Get that tote full of water, then pull it under him and lift. Joe held the body against the boat while Hank lowered the hoist. Hank had to go over the rail with his boat hook, tipping the tote to get it full of water. It was difficult to get the tote under the body. The cables from the hoist kept getting in the way. Hank used his boat hook to try to drag the tote under the body, while Joe used his to position the body against the hull. At last they succeeded. Hank raised the hoist. The body came up, and Hank lowered him to the deck. What's the position on the GPS, Hank asked. Write the position in the log. And the time we found him, about 10.45. Joe wrote, November 4th, Monday, 10.45 p.m., found body floating, 56.25 north, 133.32 west. Hey, can we turn off those sodium lights now? Joe asked. Don't want to look like a cash buyer when we got a body aboard. So do it. Nobody'd think cash buyer. Nobody'd be looking to sell fish this time of year. See any sign of a boat out there? Joe went out on deck, walked around it, came in and said, Nothing. No sign of a boat. Nothing floating, either. Hank put the engine in gear. Call the Wrangle police, Hank said. Tell him we got a body aboard. Tell him he drowned. Chapter 1 I do not have a sea dog, Liza Romero told Sam. If you roll in one more dead fish, your history. He grinned, tongue hanging to one side, and bounded over the next rocky ledge, disappearing from view so she couldn't continue to interfere with his significant pleasures. At first light, the bay's green surface held a wind-carved spruce and snow on a distant peak. A breeze fussed over the reflection, making it shiver. The sun in early November was so far south it barely rose above the horizon. Liza couldn't see it from where she sat, but this was the first time in ten days the sun had poked through the ironclad sky— she dabbled her fingers at the edge of the tide and stared out over the bay. For the first time since early spring, she felt a surge of something she could almost call hope. She whistled for Sam, her big copper-colored lab hound. Time to get going. She had to go to Labouchere Bay and Sea Otter Sound. The next day she'd go to No Name Bay, stay overnight at the dock, then up Duncan Canal. Lying awake one fall evening after she bought the salmon eye, Liza had imagined a business that would allow her to take both freight and books to the roadless villages and logging camps of southeast Alaska. And she had done it, forthwith. She'd resigned from the library and announced her business intentions to all the villages. She enjoyed the solitude, 
steering the boat through the passages and bays. She only had Sam for company, and he didn't speak very often. The Sam and I was an old halibut schooner built in the early 1900s, originally named Latuya Bay. It had first been a sailing vessel, then had a gasoline engine put in around 1908. The man from whom Liza had bought her had renamed her Sam and I and had packed salmon from the fishermen to the canneries. The Sam and I was narrow-beamed and rolled heavily in steep seas, but Liza was used to it, letting her knees take the roll. Sam lay flat on the floor when the waves were high. They had used dories for long-lining, a very slow way to do it because the dories could only handle short lengths of line. The dories were nested on the aft deck. The Sam and I had had eight dories. Liza had read that in the earliest log, which was still aboard. She had all the logs up until 1990, when the man from whom she had...